Hi, welcome to episode one of uh, Jelly Fitness Podcast. Time to chinwag. Right, so this is all exciting. So we've done the introduction and, um, and all the bits and bobs that we need to do with that and had a little practice, which is great. So I'm going to jump straight in there now and talk about low self-esteem. Now, low self-esteem is probably one of the most common um, things that crops up in my day. And from a fitness professional point of view, it's very important to tackle. But, you know, let's not just talk about the fitness side of things. Low self-esteem or self-esteem is something that we need to be tackling for every part of our life because that's one of, and I say one of, the reasons why we've got so many um well, depression sufferers, social anxieties, everything that goes well with mental health. Now, the first thing you need to understand, guys, is that I am not a GP. I am not a counsellor. I am just a regular person who, yes, okay, has gone through the sports science um, degrees, routes, sports psychology, that sort of thing. But I'm really going off my own experiences, my own research. Okay, so... If you do feel like you need to go and seek help, then you need to go down the route of the GP and um, go and see a counsellor. Okay, right. So, self-esteem. Now, whether it's low self-esteem or just self-esteem, basically, in the dictionary, self-esteem is classed as confidence in one's own worth or abilities slash self-respect. Okay, so think about that for a second. It's confident in your own worth, your own ability. The NHS data is it's the opinion we have of ourselves, basically. I mean, that's putting it simple, isn't it? So self-esteem is your own opinion. Now, think about that for a second, because basically that means it's a state of mind and a state of mind can be changed. Now, that is easy. Like the old phrase says, it's easier said than done. You can't just change your mind with a click of a switch. You kind of need to reprogram yourself a little bit. Now, I've suffered with low self-esteem near enough all my life. And I'm going to be honest with you, I still do. Okay, I'm going to give you an example. Um, it happens probably most weeks for some reason. But when I do spin, sorry, indoor cycling class... Okay, I uh, I'm usually starting off with a t-shirt um, and a vest top underneath, and at some point I feel that I get too hot and I need to take my t-shirt off. So I just show the vest top that I'm wearing. Okay, now those that don't know me, um, I'm not particularly muscly and I'm not particularly overweight, and I've got a nice physique, I suppose. It's nothing major and it's nothing not bad. But it does bother me every time I take my T-shirt off. I don't know why. I don't know why. Because if you follow me on Jelly Fitness social media, that you will notice that I've I put videos all the time on me training with my vest up on. And there's a tiny little bit of me that stresses a little bit and a tiny amount. But it's not enough. But on the cycling side of things, when I do my indoor cycling class, I do have a debate in my head about take it off no i can't take it off no take it off take it off take it off no i can't because and i don't know what the because is i don't know what it is it's not like i um i struggle doing that because 
well, I do it all the time in the gym. Um, but it is something that I struggle with. And it's, it's a state of mind. It really is. It's me having a battle with myself. So those listening to this who do come to my spin regularly are probably not even going to know that. And they're going to be like, what? Really? What? But seriously, it's there. Now, tackling self-esteem, low self-esteem in particular, there's, oh, you could go on for hours, which we're definitely not going to do. But I've wrote down in front of me, I think the main things that you can use yourself to tackle low self-esteem. And yes, I'm drawing part of this from my counselling. And I've had, um, I can't remember the exact term of it. It wasn't CBT. It was something like psycho something or other training and a bit like cbt it kind of changes your mindset of things so i think the first thing that goes well with low self-esteem is like i say it's a state of mind it's your it's the opinion you have of yourself and that comes from somewhere doesn't it so it usually comes from negative people whether it's um your parents your friends your colleagues your facebook your social media whether you're um, being put down by somebody or you have been put down by somebody in the past or um, maybe you're going on the social media far too much and you're looking at people with ripped six-packs and, um, you know, they're doing amazing things with their bodies or they're just posting, you know, overachievable um, posts for yourself. And that's given you a negative mindset. So... I think the top tip would be to change your environment. And that can be change the people, that can be change your um, social media use, maybe um, unfollow certain people that are making you feel bad about yourself. That can also be people that are just moaning about life in general all day long. So when you're scrolling through Facebook, which I highly recommend you stop doing, by the way, but I'll discuss that in a minute that, you know, let's say um, someone's just put a post on and all they've done is put two crying emojis. Well, no disrespect to those people, but you're dragging other people down. Oh, what's the matter, hon? (sighs) No, at the end of the day, be honest and open. Pick up the phone if that's the case and speak to somebody. Yeah, that's a different story. But they're the sort of things that drive you down a little bit. And that's just one example. But you, like I say, it could be your friends who, uh, or so-called friends, that could be, um, let's say, just putting you down. Oh, you're not really wearing that dress with those shoes, are you? Oh, my God, really? Or, I don't know, maybe your parents put you down or had put you down in the past or whatever. If it's something in the past, then, yeah, I think you're going to have to get counselling for that. And I would highly recommend that and, and train not to think about those sort of things. But let's say social media, because I think that is the important one. I don't scroll through Facebook anymore. Don't do it. I unfollowed ridiculous amounts of people on Facebook. Um, and then I've now got to the point where I just don't scroll through because it's just full of crap. And I'm, I'm sorry, but it is. Yeah, it's uh, a very negative place. Now, Instagram, obviously, you could argue is the same thing, but people tend to put more positive things on on Instagram. Now, at the end of the day, you've got to understand that a photo can be manipulated it can be photoshopped it can be taken 95 times just to get one decent shot then there's filters and there's god knows what else that you can do with photographs and 
that sort of thing. So be very careful about how you um, idolize certain people on Instagram and social medias, that sort of thing, especially with a photo. Yeah, if they're putting on real things like, I don't know, let's say their their morning wake-up photo with no makeup and they look like dog rough, then, yeah, that's probably the sort of people you want to follow. Um, and they're the ones that are the real kind of people that you want to look into. Okay. So changing your environment, your negative people, your negative environment is probably one of the, the main things that you should be looking at doing. That kind of draws on to caring about what other people think. Now, we always do things because, well, it might it might make me look good or I best not do that because it might make me look bad. Well, why do you care? My my advice, and you know, this is something that that I have been giving out for a long time, and I will quote Gary V. Now, Gary V is somebody who I've been introduced to in the last couple of months, and do you know what? I think he's one of the reasons why I've decided to start doing these podcasts as well, because he bangs on about people's opinions and not caring and just start doing stuff instead of just sit thinking about it. And me, Gary V and I. I have literally the same thought process as him. It's really bizarre. He just puts it in a very different way, um, in a way that I wish I could do in some respects. But um, he bangs on about, why do you care about other people's opinions? You should be only valuing the opinions that matter. Maybe your parents, maybe your wife, maybe your husband. Somebody that's going to give you good, valid, honest opinions. They're the ones that you need to care about, not the bullshit ones, the ones that are dragging you down. I don't know, maybe the person that drives the Mercedes at the gym or just because somebody has tops on from, I don't know, Ralph Lauren in the school in the school playground. Why are you trying to please those knobbets? And I'm sorry, but you shouldn't be trying to please other people. It's as simple as that. You really shouldn't. It's all about yourself, and it's your head at the, on the pillow at that night at the end of that day. Nobody else's. It's your voice that you can hear. You shouldn't be worrying about other people's opinions. So, getting rid of a negative people, changing that mindset there about um, caring about other people, and looking at the the whole state of your thought process. At the end of the day, it's about you. No one else. And really, let's face it, no one cares about you. And I don't mean that in a horrible way, but I've said this about the, the gym environment before. When people go into the gym, nobody cares what you're doing. Nobody cares about what you're lifting, what you're wearing. Unless you can lift heavier than them in the gym, they don't care. Nobody cares about you. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful manner, but you know, on a day-to-day basis, just because you're walking your dogs doesn't mean nobody, nobody, nobody cares whether you're walking a dog or not. Nobody cares whether you're wearing a... A pink t-shirt, a yellow t-shirt, a blue t-shirt. Nobody cares what colour hair you've got. Do, do you know what I mean? So stop giving a toss about other people's opinions, really. Okay. So that then kind of draws on slightly to body image. Now, low self-esteem is usually, like I say, that opinion of yourself. Now, body image, you know, whether you've got body dysmorphia or you've got... Um, uh, a wobbly tummy or a saggy bum or whatever. That's your opinion on yourself. 
yeah, we all have body dysmorphia. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a fitness industry. We wouldn't have gyms. Everybody has body dysmorphia at some stage or the other. We're just in a different, um, different uh, periods of the psychology. So what I'm basically saying by that is that let's say you've got somebody in the in the gym who's been there for seven years and, um, I don't know, is trained God knows how hard and learned lots of mistakes, etc. Then still not happy with their body, otherwise they wouldn't be there. They might want bigger quads. They might want smaller hamstrings. They might want, I don't know, reduce the thigh gap more. Do you know what I mean? So they're, they're constantly changing their goalposts that means they're still not happy with their body image. They all have a starting point and well, there probably is no end point to that. Have you ever met anybody that's perfectly happy? Probably not, no. So your body image is your opinion on yourself, remember. And you're probably looking at too many fake people on the Instagram or Facebook. You're probably looking at too many fake lives via your social media platforms. So the advice should be, Yes, you have your body. If you're not happy about it, do something about it. But don't worry about it because you're here for potentially 70, 80, 90, 100 years. Yeah. Um, just because you might have a wobbly, flabby tummy, so what? So it's probably about 90% of the population. But it's because you're following very small amount of people that are putting on fake photos or manipulated photos online or looking in magazines that, again, have probably been photoshopped or whatever. You're trying to compare yourself to somebody else. Well, again, stop caring about other people's opinions or other people. It's about you. So I think if you look in the mirror and just be right, okay, yeah, I might have a flabby tummy, but I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to start cutting out my sugar. I'm going to start changing some of my eating habits. I'm going to move more. I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to go to a class or I'm going to go to a boot camp or get a personal trainer and I'm going to do something about my body. Go for a run, whatever. But it's a, it's a long process, isn't it? And again, you're never going to be happy. Right now, you might have a flabby tummy. After eating well and training hard for the next six, seven years, you might not be happy about how tight your bum is. It's a diff. You'll be different. It, it, you'll see things differently. Hopefully, that makes sense a little bit. Anyway, but the other side of the coin is that going into your movement. Ask yourself, how much do you move a day? So, what I mean by that is that we are, as human beings, bipeds. We have evolved over millions of years to stand upright to move, to chase animals, to be chased by lions or whatever over the millennia of years. But now all of a sudden, in the past, what, 50 to 100 years, we sit down more than ever in the history of our evolution. So that has a big part, if you're an office worker, for instance, we do a lot of driving. You're hardly moving. You're hardly putting your heart under strain. And your heart pushes blood around your body. Your blood carries oxygen. So if you're not getting enough oxygen around your body and into your brain, your mood's going to be affected. So your mood's going to get low, miserable, fed up. 
Um, you're not going to move more. So the more food you're putting in, you're probably more food than you actually need. So you know, you've now got more of a, a greater calorie expend, uh, um, input than you have expenditure. So you're going to put on weight. Yeah. So that then has a vicious circle, doesn't it? Because you're not moving more, you've got low mood, but you're eating more than you're consuming, uh, than you're actually um, expending, sorry. And therefore you have a vicious cycle going off. But when you move more, you produce things like endorphins and serotonin, chemicals that basically make you feel good. So that could just be getting off the sofa after listening to this podcast, run up and down your stairs for 10 minutes, just walk up and down, buy a Fitbit or um, something like that so you can count your steps. Maybe you've got a dog, go and pick your dog up and go for a walk. So you're producing chemicals that make you feel good about yourself. And again, Remember, going back to what we said earlier, it's a state of mind. So if you've got low mood because you're not moving every day, and if you're sat down, let's say you get up in the morning and you go straight uh, from having your breakfast to your car, maybe you have to travel 30, 40, 50 minutes to get to work where you go and sit down six, seven, eight hours a day. Then once you've done that, you come home in your car, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 minutes in your car, maybe you make your dinner and then you sit down and watch telly. How much movement have you had in that day? hardly any yeah maybe you need to get up earlier go to the gym go for a walk before you go to work yes getting up earlier i know it's hard work but it does work because it's out of the way and it energizes you for the rest of the day if you leave it to the end sometimes obviously you've got a lot of stress you can't be asked whatever you had a bad day you can't go you can't make yourself go but if you move more whether it's getting up going to the printer going to the toilet more, going borrowing stapler off somebody on the other side of the room and just create more movement habits, you will increase your mood. You will get a better mood. So you'll change your state of mind. Now, yes, I'm a fitness professional, so of course I'm going to bang on about movement and exercise. But bearing in mind, if you start putting all of this together, changing your mindset on negative people and body image and reducing your social media and stop caring about other people and increase your movement. Wow. Just think about the impact that's going to have. Yeah. Okay. The other thing to consider will be a vitamin deficiency. Now this is something you've got to be, well, it's all independent and it's all individual, but vitamins and minerals affect our energy, our moods, our psychology, etc. Because if you're low in vitamin D, for instance, the sunshine, vitamin and between something like i think it's september and march everybody in the uk should be looking at a vitamin d supplement for starters because you're not getting that sunshine vitamin d makes you have very low moods and it's called you know sat so seasonal affections disorder so you you know during the winter months and i suffered from this over the year so i know what i'm talking about um you know, vitamin D is something that's very deficient in this country and it affects a lot of people with their moods. So just by boosting your vitamin D, whether that's by food or supplementation, or I had a, uh, what's called a sad light. So like a little tablet that emulated light. Uh, and I used to sit in front of that when I was having my coffee in the morning, eating my breakfast. So 20, 30 minutes in front of that, boom, beautiful. You can get sad alarm clocks that light your room up when you're um, asleep and it turns into like a sunrise. I would only recommend that if you're on your own or you're getting up at the same time as your partner, but something like that could be good. Yeah. 
Another vitamin deficiency that's quite common is things like iron and B vitamins. Now, iron helps produce um, hemoglobin, which is an oxygen-carrying cell. So if you've got low iron, it's going to give you low energy because, well, for starters, you haven't got enough oxygen traveling through your bloodstream. Yeah, simple as that. So by increasing your iron levels, by eating foods that are containing iron, obviously Google all this sort of thing and look for the foods that are rich in vitamin D or iron and then incorporating them in your nutrition. But just by increasing that, look at supplementation as well, that's going to have a massive impact. Now, one way you can work out whether you're potentially vitamin um, deficient in iron would be to ask yourself, do you feel really sleepy and tired about two or three o'clock in the afternoon? And you can just feel like you're having a nod. So like between like one and three, you really struggle to keep your eyes open. If that's the case, I would highly recommend you go and get a vitamin supplement for starters and increase that into your nutrition um, or go to the doctors or increase, obviously, your food as well. I mean, obviously, food is always the way, but, you know, you can argue the toss about supplements, but I would definitely say go and look at getting a vitamin, a mineral supplement of iron. Second, uh, sorry, thirdly, the vitamin deficiencies, a common one we come across the most, is B vitamins, which kind of goes hand in hand with a little bit of iron. So B, B vitamins are mainly um, energy producing vitamins, minerals, that sort of thing. So, excuse me, um, uh, I don't know, let's, ladies, for instance, of a certain age, you're most likely to be um, deficient in B12s and B9s, that sort of thing. So maybe, again, you need to be looking at something that incorporates a B vitamin. Now, iron with, uh, I think it's called ferroglobin, that has B vitamins in there as well that help with the iron. So you end up having a, a nice big boost. So something like that's really good. Yeah. Um, it could be that you might need a B complex vitamin supplement. So again, go and have a look at maybe go to Holland and Barrett, go and talk to somebody about that. Maybe go and Google the symptoms of B deficiencies and see if that has a bearing on you. So again, you think about that, incorporate just normal things like vitamin deficiencies with everything else. And wow, you've got yourself a whole new mindset. Now, I know it's easy for me to sit here and in, what, 23 minutes, bang on about that. But they are very simple things to do, very simple things you can change. Now, the ultimate one would be to go and get some counselling. Now, in the UK, counselling seems to be a bit of a stigma. But look, guys, it works, yeah? I'm a 40-year-old male, and I've had counselling. I've had counselling over the years for different reasons. Um, and I would say my last lot was probably the best I ever had. Um, it, you look at America, they're always in counselling. They're always going for counselling for this, counselling for that marriage guidance or counselling, whatever it is. You know, why can't we have a better mindset on counselling? It doesn't mean you're a Fruit Loop. It doesn't mean you're mad. It just means you need a different perspective on things. Now, whether this is relevant or not, but for those that don't know me, I openly admitted that I was suffering depression about two or three years ago. I put it on Facebook. I did a live stream, so I couldn't really hide from it. I couldn't really edit it. And 
you know, people could ask me questions. And my uh, Facebook following was about, I don't know, 1,600 people, that sort of thing. So it had quite a huge potential for being viewed. So I put myself in a position where I said, hi, I'm suffering from depression and I'm on tablets. And it was the best thing I did because I spoke about it. And I've said this before, you know, we walk into a room and see someone with a broken leg or a broken arm. I'm like, oh, mate, you're all right. Oh, my God, what are you doing, you daft fart? But when people look at the, you know, head down to the ground all the time because they feel fed up and miserable or they don't want to look at people's faces because they don't want eye contact because they feel bad about themselves, we kind of brush that under the carpet a little bit and go, oh, go on, bust out of their way. So tell people, communicate with other people that you're not feeling well you don't feel happy about yourself you've got a bit of low self-esteem or you've got depression or whatever it might be yeah because if you have got low self-esteem that's most likely to lead into other things like depression social anxiety issues panic attacks blah 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 so i would say you really do need to con uh, concentrate on yourself remember what i said right at the beginning of this you know it's the low self-esteem or self-esteem is the opinion we have of ourselves and that needs to change we all have self-esteem issues like i said but it's how you deal with it isn't it and you shouldn't assume that you can read people's minds you shouldn't assume that um you don't want to do that because they might think this how many times have you heard yourself say this? How many times have you heard other people go, well, I best not because they might think of this and they might think this. Hold on a minute. You're thinking about what they might be thinking. What? That's crazy. Why do we live in a world where we assume other people's thoughts about you? Well, they probably don't even, they probably don't even care about what you're doing. And what I said earlier, no one cares about what you're doing. They care about themselves just as much as you care about yourself. You know, so changing your own thought process has got to be probably, I think, the number one way to start tackling depression, self-esteem issues and social anxieties, that sort of thing. Now, I know I could talk about this for hours, but I really do want to keep these short and sweet for, this, for the time being. So you, hopefully you get well, addicted to listening, shall we say, so you don't get too bored too soon. At the end of the day, if anybody wants to talk, you're more than welcome to drop me a line. Uh, all my details will be within the podcast comments, or you can go on the social media and look at Jelly Fitness in Instagram and uh, Facebook. You are more than welcome to drop me a message via Facebook Messenger or anything like that, and just be like, hi, yeah, whatever you said was great. Could you talk about it a bit more or I don't know anything? Yeah, just pick up the phone. And if you don't want to talk to me, then pick up the phone to your parents, to your wife, to your girlfriend, to your partner, whoever, your brother, your sister. Talk to somebody that you feel confident with and just be like, yeah, look, can I, I know this feels really awkward, but can I talk about, I don't know, my self-esteem issues? Yeah, communicate with other people. Right. Okay. I would really be interested in your feedback on these podcasts. So please don't just uh, sit there and think, yeah, that was great. Or, oh my God, didn't you say um, a huge amount of times? Please let me know. 
I want to know how to improve. I want to know how to get better, what you think, what you like, what you don't like. So feel free to be as critical as you like. And um, hopefully I shall see you in episode two. Right. Thanks for listening.